Hey, thanks for signing up. It's the Public Beta Podcast for Thursday? Yeah, May 12th, 2022. Your host is week, myself, Lee and Reed. Hi. I just got through rubbing my meat. Oh. Let me elaborate. Uh, I bought a bunch of ribs, uh, and I've never made fresh ribs before, so I got a rub on those suckers in the fridge. Speaking of getting a rub on those suckers, uh, Master Chief fucked this week? Yeah, Master Chief lost his virginity in the TV show. Uh, he fucked, he saw his warthog, everything. It's Wait, true, did all you, of it. they showed his dick? No, you didn't actually see his dick. <laughs> oh, okay. You, we've seen well, they one, break we, it up, right? We've they, seen one boob so far, a singular boob. They, <laughs> they showed his face, then they showed his ass. And we've seen Master Chief's, like, and we showed, and we've seen Master Chief's <laughs> ass three times now. They should show, like, the back of his ball sack. <laughs> and then, like, save the dick for the finale, right? <laughs> That's the big reveal. He has, he has so the helmet the on video... there. <laughs> <laughs> the, the canonically, the video game Master Chief confirmed virgin. Well, like, because when they were raised, basically, um, they did some ex- they did some things to the kids that basically <laughs> eliminated their libido for sure. all intents and purposes. So, like... Like, even if you wanted to have sex with a Spartan, like, they probably... A Spartan 2 specifically, or 3, they probably He's wouldn't. Not into because, it. Because, yeah, they were just like, no, like, who the fuck has sex? Spartan 4 is fuck, though, because they're just adults that are turned into Spartans, so they keep sure. their libido, because they're like, they already had the sex, let them keep having it, so... Once you have the sex, you can't yeah. take the sex away. Uh, so that show's yeah. back on track after that uh, kind of misstep episode last last week. <laughs> Like, yes and no. Um, uh, so, like, the sex the sex is actually, like, super fucking weird because, like, this, like within a single episode, these characters are already fucking. Where, like, I don't know. I would have much preferred a slow burn romance if you're going to have a romance because Hollywood if, uh, with the female Spartan Kai 125. And I'd rather that have a slow burn romance that's built off mutual respect, um, having similarities. Oh, is that who he has and, sex with? Like, a female Spartan? No, no. He he had sex with uh, the Covenant girl. So like what they were, what they basically did. It, the yeah the Covenant. No, she's not an alien. Uh, but the Covenant human that like works for the Covenant. Like she got taken in by the UNSC, and they're like, oh, you know a bunch of shit. Whatever. Who gives a fuck? Basically, her and Chief drew a connection because they can both touch Forerunner objects and activate them. Reclaimers, if you will. Uh, <laughs> Then they were like, then they're like, oh my god, you were kidnapped as, as a kid. I was kidnapped as a kid. You have a bunch of scars in your body. I have a bunch of scars in my body. Oh, that and then common ground. Yeah, yeah, that common ground. So yeah, they boinked. Um, so the only like, it's weird because <laughs> Doctor Halsley does does an order sixty six. Like she's like, like basically everybody's like Halsley is a piece of shit, and she's like, fuck it. The Covenant and the humans don't get the Halo. I'm like I'm dead ass. This is what happens in the show. She's like the humans and the Covenant don't deserve the Halo. I'm gonna take the Halo, and we're like I'm gonna I'm gonna progress humanity to the next step of evolution. She went full anime villain. Okay, wow. So she's like as, <laughs> that's like as Magneto soon as she gives this, level shit. Yeah, as, yeah. As soon as she gives this speech that like she's gonna take Halo and no one else can have it, she's like initiate order sixty six. But it's really Protocol Z, and, like, the Spartans that are still, like, indoctrinated are just like, yes, Halsley, we will go get the Master Chief because he can touch Forerunner objects, and then we'll go with you to the Halo and activate the Halo. And they just beat the shit out of Kai125 because she's also not indoctrinated anymore. 
And then they fucking start to beat the shit out of Chief. And they're like, come with us, Chief. And they're like fucking like busted him with like 20 pound weights and shit. Uh, the Spartan fight was, like, actually cool, but it just makes, like, it fucking takes away what I like about Halo, which is, like, this undying respect that the Spartans have for everything military, for their brothers and sisters in arms, this camaraderie that they built up. It's, like, the only family they ever knew. And this this takes away a lot of, like, like any future Spartan to Spartan interactions, you're always going to have that thing in the back of the head. It's like these fuckers are like being mind controlled by this evil mustache twirling fucking doctor. It's super fucking odd that they would go this way. It's it's more like we don't want to develop these characters like the hard way. Let's do it the easy way. And we'll just say that like they're mind controlled until they're not. And now we can actually like... Yeah, Whoa. even if you, like, only turned Trees? one Spartan as, like, a plot point, like, one Spartan turned, that would be maybe more yeah. appropriate. That, yeah. Yeah, if she just had, like, one in her back pocket. But, yeah, she's just, her like, Green I'm going to take these. As it were. So, yeah, she's like, I'm just going to take these Spartans and go to Halo and, like, we'll take over Halo. I'm like, what? Uh, but she Master gets, Chief's like, stopped just pumping away end. while this is happening or what? <laughs> 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 no, like, she, he's just walking and they go to grab. What is it? It's not important, but... Yeah, that's what's happening in the Halo TV show. It's super fucking odd, and I wasn't really a fan of the Spartan on Spartan stuff just because, I don't know, from a narrative standpoint, no, I don't like... you say Spartan on Spartan, that has a different connotation now. <laughs> but yeah, I just... I don't know. It feel, It's just... It's strange. It's strange. That's it. All right. I'm glad to hear that, that it's strange. Uh, yeah. It should be strange. Uh, they've, they've definitely gone out of their way to make sure it's a weird experience for everyone. Uh, have you played any games you want to talk about? Well, I'm, coincidentally, I finished Halo 4. Does he fuck um, in that one? So since the last... Pardon me? He doesn't fuck in that one. No, he doesn't fuck in any of the games. <laughs> well, <this laughs> he didn't take off his helmet in any of the games. Um, like yeah, Halo, 4 was a, Halo 4 was a good game, question mark. Um, you are absolutely right when you said that like Halo 4 felt like I needed to do research before to understand it. I did books. understood it because I... Because I know the extended universe, but, like, even then, like, the main villain is the didact, right? And you're like, okay, you don't fight him at any point, and you only see him twice. Once when you first meet him, and right before he dies. You're like, okay. And he's just, like, he keeps talking about the mantle responsibility and how, like, the composer's gonna, like, save people. And you're like, what the fuck does any of this mean? So I find out later that all of this information, essentially, all this, like, the, like, the besides Halo 3 terminals, but all the actual backstory about the didact, the librarian, what the composer does, why you should give a shit about the planet you're on and the villain that you're facing is all in terminals as opposed to the actual, like, you know, in-game cutscenes and dialogue and shit. So if you miss these terminals, and they're very easy to miss, they're not, like, they don't fucking stand out, like, they blend in with all the other uh, Is it literally just a wall of text to read? Like... No, it, they're they're like they're like drawn <laughs> cutscenes. You know what I mean? Sure. So like they're they're the cutscenes with pictures, but the pictures are kind of <laughs> moving. Yeah, yeah, kind of like that. But like I said, the terminals themselves will just blend into the background because it's the same color and architecture of everything else in the game. So you can very easily miss them, and I did miss a lot of them. So there's no context for anything I was doing aside from my own personal knowledge, and it it was really weak in that regard. Uh, that being said, the actual relationship between Chief and Cartana, I thought was really well Cortana. done. Yeah. Like this was this was the f- first game where like 
they're like, what if we made Chief an actual fucking character? He has, like, three lines in all of the other games combined. Uh, so in that regard, it was very well done. Chief felt like an actual character. Like, he had his own, you know, personality, his own morals and stuff like that. Um, so I really enjoyed the relationship between the characters. I thought the gameplay, of course, is still solid, if a bit. Um, How do you like I those know, I didn't, guns? I didn't... Yeah, I did, was, that's what I was about to get into. I didn't, yeah. wasn't crazy about the Promethean Knights as enemies nor their weaponry, um, because like every time I could get my hands on a DMR, I was so much more excited about that than uh, the Prometheans weapons. Uh, besides that, just in general, probably the most ammo-starved Halo campaign I've ever fucking played. Every time I was using a weapon, it was running out of ammo after two clips, and it was driving me absolutely fucking crazy because it like. It felt like, okay, great, finally, I have a DMR and I have a shotgun, right? Or I have, like, this or that. I'm so fucking pumped I get to use these. And then you're instantly out and you have to fucking right away go back to shitty Promethean weapons, which kind of look and sound dumb, to be honest. That's what I felt Um, like the older Halos had. Like, when you wanted to use the military UNSC stuff and you'd be like, oh, I feel like I'm always looking for ammo. What I was actually remembering was Halo 4, where it's just like, you'll start with those guns or you'll find one, but you'll never find another magazine for them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you'll never ever and like because the story, like the story has to work with that because you're the only fucking person there for the most of the game. Um, so yeah, in that regard, I, I didn't like that bit. But uh, yeah, that was Halo Four. I'm pretty much done all the Halo campaigns. Um, I'm replaying <laughs> Reach just for fun. I've played that once before, but I'll be playing Halo Five. You and me have to finish Halo Three, and yeah, we at do. some and point ODST. maybe, yeah. yeah, we'll do ODST. We're we're definitely playing this weekend, if not before. So we'll we'll wrap up Halo Three and then maybe get started on ODST and see where it goes from there. Uh, but yeah, yeah. We basically had a week off. Sorry, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So I yeah. beat beat Shining Pearl. Uh, oh my god! Down. Yeah. So Cynthia, the champion of the Elite Four, uh, I stalemated her. I w- was like kind of playing fast and loose, and was down to my uh, my bravery with uh, Brave Bird, and she had her Garchomp. And uh, hit him with the Brave Bird, and I, I took the recoil from the Brave Bird, but didn't realize that the Garchomp had uh, rough skin. Rough skin, yeah. Uh, so I died, uh, but she died first, and then I died. And then, of course, if you if you self-destruct on your last turn of the match, she wins. And, like, sure, fair enough, that's how Pokemon works. But the way it worked in the context of, like, the last match with the Elite Four, I'm like, this is kind of shitty in-universe. Like if if someone it's like a WWE finish like I I won I beat <laughs> her I, the la, who yeah well who was the person who had a Pokemon on the field last it was me my my fucking Pokemon was out last then I fainted. oh my, my god that's Charizard's music yeah and then, <laughs> and then she fucking pops off it's like oh you lose bitch it's like I don't lose <laughs> you lose it's a draw at worst uh, so I fought her again and won and then they open up of course the battle area in Shining Pearl um, you complete the Pokedex, you have to see every Pokemon. The last one you go to see is you go to see the Elder in Celestial Town, and she shows you the opposite legendary you didn't get to see yet, which completes your Pokedex. You can't do it before then unless someone trades you uh, the opposite legendary. So once you do that, uh, Professor Oak shows the fuck up. He gives you the national decks and says, go forth and uh, catch fucking 300 more Pokemon. Uh, and then the underground areas, which most people ignore uh, during the, the main part of the game, but are the way to get most of the evolutionary stones... And uh, stuff like that. All the all the in between areas of that that were like wild areas for Pokemon are now populated with Pokemon from any gen- generation from one to four. 
Uh, so you can catch starter Pokemon in there. You can catch fully evolved level 70 Pokemon in there. Uh, and it's very much like, I guess, the wild area from from Sword and Shield at that point. Um, so you're going to spend a lot more time in the fucking underground after you beat the game. Uh, and then there's the battle area to go through to get to the battle tower. And then from there... The, it's crazy that the super rod in Gen 4 is like locked behind the Elite Four. It's kind of fucking rad. Uh, and then you uh, get heat ran and all that uh, at the end of that game. And then if you have the mystery gift in time, which apparently I didn't, uh, you can get Darkrai, you can get Arceus... Uh, and then there's other ways to obtain those. Namely, they just announced that uh, Home will be compatible with these games and Arceus very shortly. Uh, so you can do a whole bunch of moving around. And that honestly invigorates me to play more Shining Pearl and that I can bring in uh, all those Pokemon now or send them out. So it's like, you know, you're, you're putting the time in, but you're banking these Pokemon for the future. And uh, that's cool. Gen 4 is good. Uh, I, I liked Shining Pearl. I liked the simplicity uh, of the game. Uh, while still having some updates from the later games. Uh, it's not perfect. It's by far the safest Pokemon release. Like, they did very little uh, to move the series forward in these games. But you know what? After playing Sword and Shield and Let's Go and stuff like that, this was fine. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, all I got that's to say Pokemon. That. Are you going to... You have Pearl as well, right? Yeah, I got, like, five or six gym badges in it. But, yeah, there was nothing really pushing me forward in that because... There wasn't any Pokemon in that game that I didn't already own, basically, in home or other video games. Uh, like you said, it was a pretty bare-bones um, remaster, as far as upgrades and everything goes. Uh, and since there was no hard competitive scene on it, it was staying on Sword and Shield. There was no incentive for me to actually finish it and get to end game besides just my own personal enjoyment. And I wasn't really enjoying it that much, so... Yeah, I'm curious to see... Uh... I'm curious to see, like, what the actual split of the competitive scene is now. Obviously, Sword and Shield will be the majority of people who are going to be playing there. Uh, because it's got all the bells and whistles. But I, I am curious if, like, this introduction of, home, introduction, introduction of home into Shining Pearl and uh, Brilliant Diamond brings some of those players in. Just for, like, a more bare-bones competitive experience. Yeah, it, it's all it, there. It, but yeah. from my understanding... Um... Uh, Pearl and Diamond remakes don't have like dedicated like you. There's here's restricted rooms where you can't use the same item twice. You can't use the same. Oh, Pokemon it doesn't even twice. have those rule sets. I'm pretty sure it doesn't. Like you, there's there's no like restricted settings where people can't use legendaries in a particular thing or something like that. Well, that's a way like, to from make all, sure the from all accounts that I heard. <laughs> uh, from all accounts that I heard, Sword and Shield is the home of competitive Pokemon for now. Yeah, I mean, if you're literally not going to include it in the other game, then what the fuck are people going to do, right? Yeah, like there's like I said, that's the reason why I never fucked with that game, really. I mean, people were buying up the game... For the longest time, the Game Boy Advance games were going up in price and became so scarce because people were buying them simply because of the Pokemon pool to send them up to DS and, to, and onto 3DS for competitive stuff uh, to just style on them with a Pokemon that's like, oh man, this guy must have traded that shit up from Game Boy Advance because as of right now, there's no other way to get that Pokemon. Uh, there was kind of a novelty in that, but now they've gone ahead and... When the dust cleared, how many Pokemon are available in Sword and Shield? Because they added a bunch through the DLCs, but they didn't add all of them. Well, and all the hacked Pokemon, like... Yeah. There is no such thing as a rare Pokemon anymore, unfortunately. <laughs> no, yeah, play with Pokesavin, you just get whatever you want with whatever stats you want, and just fucking roll, roll ass. Yeah, I uh, fucking so hate battling those people, I fucking <laughs> hate it. <laughs> they didn't work for it! They didn't yeah, work exactly. for it! exactly. They didn't like, work for it. <laughs> yeah, it's like Cody Rhodes going back to WWE. Uh, that's exactly what it is. So anyways, uh, I'm going to go back to Arceus and beat that. I think I'm only got a couple hours from the end of that. Uh, and then if you complete the national decks in that, there's some kind of extra connectivity with home, I guess. I don't know. What the fuck? 
then I also played a game called Trek to Yomi uh, that came out last week, May 5th. It's on Game Pass. It's also on PlayStation and PC. Uh, this is a... Reed, stop me if you've heard this before. Uh, this is mm. a send-up of a Kurosawa movie, a samurai action game with parries and combos and all that. Uh, it's it's relatively low budget. Like, it's an indie-ass indie game. It's like 20 bucks if you're going to buy this thing straight out. Uh, <laughs> it, it has, like, a fixed camera thing, so you almost get, like, a PS2 game, uh, like, throwback, where it's just, like, the camera is in the in the in the foreground right where you're sitting basically and you're seeing the character move across uh these different areas and maps there's a bunch of hidden areas to get collectibles unlock new moves increase your health bar your stamina uh you are a uh, samurai apprentice uh your sensei gets fucking murdered um and you you presumably take care of the bad guy who does it but he disappears and then years later uh these bandits are like sacking your prefecture and uh you jump the gun you leave town and while you're away, of course, the, the the major force goes and destroys your town. You realize that, oh, fuck, spoiler alert, that motherfucker is back. And uh, th- then the game, uh, spoiler alert again, takes a supernatural turn. So everything up to it's, the game is completely in black and white. The game is voiced in Japanese with subtitles. Uh, they do a lot of film grain effect and stuff like that. So in terms of going for the Kurosawa look, Maybe stylistically, especially with the way they do the fixed camera angles for the fights and stuff like that, this maybe is more that than Ghost of Tsushima was. But what this game isn't is a super fun action game to play. Um, no. <laughs> yeah, that's there's. I was looking up the the game here. And there's a review from the Washington Post, and they suck generally. But the uh, the catch line is a clunky fighter, but a visual feast. And I would say that's maybe the best way to explain this game. Uh, yeah, there is a Kurosawa mode in Ghost of Tsushima. There is, but it's not. It's not this. It's not Kurosawa mode in Ghost of Tsushima. Is just like we put it in black and white and added some film grain, but the uh, the lips don't match up to, do, or they used to not. I think the director's cut added that, but uh, th- it was something they added. It wasn't necessarily their their first and foremost thing. This game does. Uh, you can explore in 3D, basically, like you're kicking open doors and climbing ladders and stuff like that. But when it goes into the battle mode or anywhere you're going to be doing a fight scene, it's strictly a side-scroller. So you're, like, fighting ahead of you, fighting behind you. You have moves where you can about-face and, like, flip onto the other side of your opponents. You have finishers, you have combos, you have, like, high attacks, low attacks. Um, and the combat's just kind of clunky. It feel It feels good when you're, like, kicking ass. Like, if you are playing rock, paper, scissors properly with your enemies, it's, it's fun. It's relatively violent again it's not like a graphical powerhouse or anything they're hiding a lot of uh what's what's in this game under the the aesthetic um it's also a weird game that uh it's made by flying wild hog the developer but it also just has like a dude's name like a hideo kojima kind of auteur like leonard machiri machir i'm not gonna fucking pronounce this guy's name right uh but it's neat uh and then the 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 namesake of the game trek to yomi yomi being the land of the dead uh, Japanese feudal folklore. I don't know if they still refer to Yomi, but it's basically like a purgatory. You, when you end up there, your character doesn't really realize where he is or why he's there. He's confused, as is everybody else there. The writing is generally pretty cool. The visuals, like I said, are the way to go. And that first level where you are dead uh, and kind of realizing what the fuck's going on, you're being attacked by confused samurais and your own men and stuff like that is kind of fucking cool. Uh, so I am right near the end of that game, and I'll see how it wraps up. Check to Yomi. Check it out. Especially if you have Game Pass. Come on. This is a... If you got a Friday evening with nothing to do, you'll beat this game. No problem. It's like five hours long, maybe. <clears throat> well, Reed, we talked about Pokemon Home. It's getting the uh, 
Shining Pearl, Brilliant Diamond, and Arceus Treatment. Uh, there is a delay today. Bethesda has delayed Starfield and Redfall into 2023. Dude, what the fuck even is Redfall? Redfall is the... Uh, it's it's a co-op shooter? Zomb- <laughs> zombie? Uh, it's Arcane's... Is it Arcane's new... Okay, so Arcane Studios, the guys who make Dishonored and Deathloop. Yeah. Uh, they are making a co-op open-world FPS from the makers of okay, Prey sure. and Dishonored. Uh, yeah, there it is. Under siege by a legion of vampires who have been blocked, uh, who blocked out the sun and cut the island off. From the, okay, so it's you know, open world FPS vampires co-op shooting va- vampires. I mean, if we want a blade co-op game, this might be it. Fuck, Maybe this is, is it. the better <laughs> Left for Dead to see, send up than. Uh, this will be our new Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Yeah. And then Starfield, which you didn't even know was dated for November of this year, has been. Oh yeah, I yeah. thought it wasn't gonna be coming out for a long time. Yeah, so you're fine. Uh, but it got kicked into uh, got kicked into 2023. Uh, it's just weird because Bethesda was like when Fallout Four they announced it in June and they launched it in in October, or November, or whatever it was. And at that point, they were just like, "Yeah, we're not we're not to avoid the wild speculation." We're not going to even fucking announce this stuff until it's pretty much good to go out the door. So they announced Starfield. They date it. They don't show any gameplay. And they haven't since. Uh, and then suddenly it's like... Yeah, no, there's no gameplay out? Uh, I have not seen any Starfield gameplay. I've seen some uh, art. And I've seen some pre-rendered uh, like kind of visuals of the game. I've not seen the game being played. I've not seen like the, the character moving or in first person or doing anything. I've not seen that. No. Oh. Well, yeah, that's suspicious. Yeah, I would expect to see that in June, uh, for a month from now, at the, what would have been E3 with the Summer Game Fest with Jeff Keighley. Uh, you should probably show some of that game now to get people hyped. Uh, but yeah, that was going to be Xbox's kind of killer app. Obviously, it's got big shoes to fill in that people are like, Starfield needs to be the next Skyrim for Bethesda or, or fuck them. Uh, people have been holding on to Bethesda. It's like they haven't released a fucking game uh, that game studio hasn't released a game in a very long time, and there's been the missteps of Fallout 76 and uh, and stuff like that. ESO does good for them and stuff like that, but Starfield needs to kind of hit uh, in a way. Um, so, we'll see. I mean, you're going to play it. You can't deny that. Yeah, probably. I'll probably check it out. I'll fuck it's going to be on Game Pass. <laughs> yeah, what what Bethesda game, though, has has launched perfect? You know what I mean? Oh, none of them, but that's, <laughs> take that's all the, part of the experience, you know? Yeah, take all the time you need. I don't think you're going to... It's not going to be perfect out the gate. Uh, Lego is doing a brawler game, not unlike Smash Brothers, and it's hitting consoles. It is uh, budget price, so if you're keeping track at home, there's going to be, like, a Cartoon Network one. There's been a Nickelodeon one. Uh, well, I guess the Warner is doing one, so it's going to have, like, Scooby-Doo and Batman in it. Uh, and then this one's just Lego <laughs> okay, sure. Lego dudes. Uh, it's It doesn't look like it's licensed. It's just, like... Ninjago and motorcycle driver guy, and maybe you make your own character and move set. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, the pizza delivery kid from Lego Island. Yeah, I, no joke. I'm pretty sure you can make that dude. Did you ever play Lego Racers? Fuck yeah, I did. Lego Racers was awesome. Yeah, so that that's not broken. You could make an, another Lego Racers anytime you want. Like the idea of building your and own who, car. Like, why it, wouldn't you? Yeah, <laughs> like make your own fucking dumb car. Well, you'd make, you'd you'd add that RPG element to it where you're unlocking new pieces and like everything has a weight and a trade of what it does for your car. Like this gives you acceleration, this gives you speed, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, yeah, this can be the new Overwatch. Yeah, exactly. 
people are going to be yeah. making CGI videos of the cars fucking. Uh, <laughs> if you want to be the new Overwatch man, you gotta you gotta bring the buns. You know yeah, what, what is it particularly with Overwatch? Is it like the like kind of Pixar slash Disney esque like animation style? Is it like what is it about particularly Overwatch? <laughs> like why so much porn? <laughs> yes. uh, I don't know. I think people are just generally pretty horny for those characters. There's it's got a good mix so. of you know. It's like it's like. It's like uh, Overwatch and Mass Effect. That's like all video game porn I d- is. I mean, you're absolutely right. Like, why Mass Effect <laughs> and not and not Dragon Age? Why? I guess the there's the alien or like Overwatch also has the like mutant human kind of thing going on. The the crazy proportions. Uh, yeah, and I guess Mass Effect constantly has the air of horniness because you can like fuck anybody in that. game. I mean, Mass Effect was built on a a platform of horniness, right? Like that, all anybody could talk yeah, about that right. game when it came out was like, you can fuck, you can fuck aliens. What you can, can fuck, fuck in this I can game? Fuck aliens? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that I I don't look further than that. But like, there's so many different video games out there. Why these ones? Uh, that's a good question. I'm not a psychologist, <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, Lee's like, where's my Killer7 pornography? They also kind of, like, when they so heavily imply the sexuality... Like, so, like, their whole thing is just, like, this character might be gay. Or, like, you know, this character, that... Like, bl- Blizzard's in the background kind of pulling those strings. And it's just, like, for some reason, bringing that up in regards to a character roster it, it inherently makes it hornier. Just, like, talking about that aspect <laughs> of, of characters. Because no one thought about Master Chief fucking... Prior to this TV show, right? Yeah, but now everybody's going to be drawing Master Chief Rule Thirty Four art. That's right. Well, like yeah. I don't doubt that already existed years and years and years ago. Obviously, it does, but way more so now. Yeah, but before to make it read as Master Chief, he had to have the helmet on. Yeah, now people can just do Pablo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You would have like you'd have pantsless Master Chief, or at very least, he had to keep the helmet on at all times. Otherwise, it wouldn't read his helmet. Right, and then you can also draw Cortana watching because she definitely did in that episode. Yeah. It was kind of weird. I mean, Samus Aran is the same thing. Samus Aran had the helmet on for the longest time. Then they rendered her in 3D with a long blonde ponytail, and then it was fucking game on for all the sickos. Well, okay, that's a little bit different because as soon as she got out of the, out of like the Samus suit, she's in like this like. They made her very curvy, and they gave her a very tight skin suit. I mean, look so at it was she's, no she. She would be athletic. Let's let's be honest. Like it's just a realistic depiction. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like, but you know, the internet. Of course, once they see a female, they're like, okay, I gotta draw this. A oh, I know way. the internet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am vengeance. Gotham Knights uh, will no longer be coming to the PlayStation Four and the Xbox One. It'll be strictly on the PC and current gen consoles. Yeah, sure. It's time. Fuck who? Fuck yeah. who? Who the fuck wants to play? That? I don't know. So it's got loot. Uh, if you wanted to play an, a Batman Arkham Asylum game where there you can play co-op and there's loot, then this is for you. Inherently, that doesn't sound awful. Uh, it's it, dude. I'm getting vibes of the Avengers. All right. Yeah, fair. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, if it if it has that combat and and world traversal though, and you're actually able to do co-op and like do stealth and stuff like that, that could be cool. I don't know. It, it, you just make it Rainbow Six Siege, but you're Batman characters. <laughs> more, yeah, but like when you say Batman characters, we're talking about everybody but Batman. Like, who gives a shit about? Let, let, yeah, you just Gotham Knights. Yeah, I got a hot take here. Who gives a shit about Robin? 
like, fuck them. <laughs> yeah, fucking nobody. Uh, They're going to be like, but it's Tim Drake Robin. And people are like, who oh, the cool. fuck is He's Tim the Drake? best detective of the Robins. He figured out who Batman yeah, was. Yeah, he's the smartest one. <laughs> uh, you know, you got Red Hood, who's just got guns. And he's just blasting folks. Uh, Batgirl's in there. And no, but he's shooting, like, electronic bullets because... Yeah, fucking like the 90s Gotham Spider-Man Knights. cartoon. <laughs> they have to use the cops yeah, the also other, using laser guns. Yeah, they should... Yeah, it should be, like, comic accurate where, like, the other characters kind of just deal with the fact that he kills people. They're like, ah, okay. Yeah, and then you can do your DLC. You can add other Batman uh, uh, satellite characters. Azrael? Yeah. Bring bring him in. Yeah. Yeah. Catwoman. Yeah, Israel. Who else? Pl- yeah, who else played Batman? Uh, I mean, you or, could get like, was... yeah, Damian Wayne in there. I don't. So I don't know where, where the canon comes in here. Obviously, he's a set. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, they could they could do like here's our Christian Bale and Robert Pattinson DLC. Yeah, but you could also like say who gives a fuck and put Batman Beyond in the game. Like you just just go for it. Yeah, and Portal just opens up and Terry yeah, jumps Adam out. Adam West Batman comes walking out of there. Uh, I believe in the in the canon <laughs> of Gotham Knights, Batman is dead and or missing. I think is what's. He's probably going to show up at the end. That's the big, like, character you unlock at the end is actual Batman. It's like, now you can experience free roam and raids and strikes. And you're like, oh, oh God, no. The open world action game is set in Gotham City, if you (laughs) couldn't guess. Uh, Which no longer has its famous protector, Batman. In the game, Bruce Wayne has supposedly... Well, way to out his fucking secret identity. Uh, In the game, Bruce Wayne has supposedly (laughs) perished in a massive explosion. (laughs) Dude, now I want a game, because you said in Gotham, now I want a game where Batman, like, takes it upon himself to stop terrorists in, like, the fucking Middle East or something, yeah. like, 1980s, 1980s Saudi Arabia kind of shit with the Russians. Okay, so it's like basically Rambo Phantom 3. Pain. <laughs> yeah, basically Rambo 3 or Phantom Pain, but instead he plays Batman, what? and he's dealing, like, really hard real-life issues. Yeah, Batman sitting in the back of the Jeep. <laughs> Staring down Mr. Freeze. It's like, Alfred, bring me the bat wing. He's like, I would, sir, but there's anti-air cannons everywhere for the Take out the 13 kilometers. anti-air cannons spread throughout the city. <laughs> It'll be, it is an open supply these re- Supply these rebels with weapons to overthrow the current regime. I would play this game if Batman. Alfred was playable. If you could just be Alfred Pennyworth, <laughs> like, on the street, just fucking Krav Magraing people. Yeah, throwing <laughs> plates at people. Hitting <laughs> with a cane that has a gun in it. Uh, yeah, so, yeah right. so Bruce Wayne's dead supposedly it says supposedly so take that with a grain of salt uh but in a message to surviving comrades they use the word comrades in this this news thing so maybe the russian thing is closer than you think robin nightwing red hood and batgirl (laughs) he tells them how to carry on in his absence which is kind of shitty like i'm dead but you have to keep yeah please keep breaking the law risking your life game's antagonist will be the court of owls a generation's long secret society made up of gotham's wealthiest families uh, like a Suicide Squad game, much more fits this bill, in terms of like, y- and they're but they're already making one, right? But I is that game going to be a co-op open world game? I don't know that it is. Yeah, no one fucking so, knows what these. So games. what we've basically positioned here is the Gotham Knights game can be Avengers, and then the Suicide Squad game can be uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Sure. And what's yeah. super fucked up about that when you think about it is that James Gunn directed the Guardians of the Galaxy movie and now he's directing the Suicide Squad movie. And now they're making a Suicide like Squad poetry. game. It rhymes. That, yeah, that could be like the Guardians of the Galaxy game. Oh my God. So keep in mind this is the B team. Uh, no no pun intended with the Batman thing. Uh, it's, it's Warner Brothers Games Montreal who made the Arkham Origins game, which was just a fine kind of copy-paste job of the Arkham games, and then the actual Rocksteady team that made those original games is the one making Suicide Squad. So, 
take that as you will. EA is going to be making Lord of the Rings games again. Mobile games. Is that true? (laughs) The Lord of the Rings Heroes of Middle Earth in development. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds like a mobile game. Sounds like a... Yeah, no, that's the mobile game, yeah. Have we ever talked about the Lord of the Rings games and how they're all pretty good, Like, like the PS2 era ones? Yeah, like, we mentioned it in passing all the time, how, like, Two Towers and Return of the King Fox. Yeah, they're, like, semi-RPGs, like, you, like, level up and get new moves. Yeah, hey, there's the Third Age, if you like Final Fantasy X clones. What was the uh, Conquest? Was, like, the battle Battlefront game? Or, like, Star Wars Battlefront? But Yeah, that one was it not... It was okay. Yeah, that one was nuts. Yeah, but they put, like, fucking Wormtail as, like, a fucking villain hero. Well, they need to... They need <laughs> more... Worm tongue, they sorry. need more of those. <laughs> That's kind of... Fun. Uh, yeah, the hero, there's the mode always where you could just play as heroes, so it's just like you're playing in the Shire, and it's just Gandalf and Frodo and Aragorn running around fighting fucking <laughs> Sauron, and like... Yeah, but like, you know, obviously there's lots of love for um, Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War, um, even though Shadow of War just kind of pushed things a little bit too far. It was me. just... It, um, there's a, there's a, there's a, I just went to Polygon to check if we missed anything. There's just a, a story that just says, Master Chief just had sex. Yeah, that's uh, right. He just had sex. <laughs> yeah, this. Okay, if, if we're going to talk about that quick, it's just it reeks of like Hollywood being like, no, we got to have romance. He's got to, he's got to kiss the girl. He's got to have sex. Uh, how else will people know that he's a fucking badass if he doesn't have? How sex? are they going to know he's not gay? Yeah, yeah, that yeah, the fucking uh, Return of Skywalker problem where Poe Dameron like randomly makes an ex girlfriend who talks about how much they had sex. <laughs> <laughs> Just to further reinforce, they are posed definitely not gay. Everybody. Was it Red Letter Media that coined the the not gay? He's got the case of the not gays, which is like introduce the love interest just just so you can see him kissing a lady and be like, well, at, at worst yeah, he's ex- bi. And by I say worst, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. got a case of the not gays. <laughs> big case of the not gays. Yeah. Anyway, uh, otherwise EA and FIFA are breaking up. That's kind of an interesting story uh, from a business side of things. Yeah. What do they call their game again? Like e football. It's going to be called EA Sports FC. As in football club. Oh, yeah. sure. So apparently what happened there was FIFA wanted to double the branding uh, money. So, like, they were paying... EA would pay FIFA $150 million a year for the branding of FIFA. And then FIFA suddenly was like, we need $300 million a year. And also, we are able to use our brand outside of EA, and we're going to make mobile games, and we're going to fucking expand, and blah, blah, blah. And EA's just like, okay, good luck with that, but we're going to just kick you to the curb here. So EA's already made deals yeah. with a lot of the players and teams uh, around the world uh, to just put them back into this game without FIFA needing to be involved. The only thing they lose is the branding of the World Cup. And... Uh, Anyone out there who thought, who oh man, EA Sports is ditching FIFA because FIFA is a horribly run, corrupt organization uh, that doesn't value human life. And then you realize that, no, actually, they just they tried to, to fucking fleece EA for too much. And EA's just like, fuck you, we don't need your name uh, for people to gamble <laughs> on uh, fucking humans as if they're trading cards. Anyway, that's FIFA for you. <laughs> Reed, that's about it. That's about time to wrap up. We're going to get down to some uh, some Halo. You got anything else on the go? You said you were playing Mankind Divided or something like that? Yeah, I'm playing some Mankind Divided game back into that sort of thing ever since the news that uh, Square Enix got bought out. I mean, Not their yet. Western yeah. Studios. They sold. But... They sold their Western Studios. Yeah, we'll see how Final Fantasy 16 does, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it'll be great. There's Duke Nukem news, which is the craziest thing. I don't know if you... Did you ever like Duke Nukem as a kid or did you miss that? No. Yeah, so Duke Nukem's like super part. lame. 
like the his his height was just being the the ultra chad and uh those games did so well that the studio like 3D Realms took their time basically making forever and then th- th- oh i know all yeah. this yeah and then like it would be like okay we we got to get ready to ship this game it's been 6 years it's like no we have to add a full uh, shooting pool mini game into this and it just kept, kept piling on where that game was just uh, it was just perpetually spinning in circles uh, kind of like how you would think Bethesda is thinking of Starfield it's just like if it's not going to be the next Skyrim we got to keep adding shit until it is um, so you can go online right now and play a really early build of Duke Nukem Forever which is not the same as the Gearbox shipping product from over 10 years ago which was awful um, and I maintain there's a way to bring Duke Nukem back in 2022, he has to be the joke, though. Like, keep him the same character, but basically treat him like he's Ash in the Evil Dead show. Like, he yeah, he's this yeah, badass exactly. that has accomplished all this, but he's a, like kind of a piece of shit, and we need to call him on it. But he's super out of touch. Yeah, he's super out of touch, and everybody's like, you're a fucking yeah, weirdo. out of touch and <laughs> offensive, and like, if, if they didn't need his help, this would be someone that should be in jail kind of thing. Uh, that's the way to treat yeah. Duke Nukem in modern times. You could do it. I think you could bring Duke back. Get Chris Pratt to play him in a movie. <laughs> Anyways, uh, at Iceberg Podcast is us on the Twitter. LeeTCIceberg.com is our email address. Send us questions, topics, anything you want to hear on the show. If it's interesting enough, we might include it. For myself, Lee, and for Reed, uh, we ask you, we implore you uh, to go to Bonestorm Dorse on YouTube and watch our Halo uh, playthrough, which will be added to shortly, as well as all the other content that Reed bumps on there. Ray Ray Oren on Twitch is him, and he's always uh, knee-deep in Divinity Original Sin or some kind of Deus Ex-related video game. So go check it out. Uh, Desperate. Yeah. Your turn. Desperate. We'll talk to you again next week. (laughs)